Why does my signal fucking suck? What's up guys, it's Jeff Hunt here, back again with another Thought Goblin podcast video. Today we're going to be discussing Wi-Fi access points, the difference between wireless access points, or WAPs as we call them, and mesh systems. For this discussion, we're going to be breaking down residential Wi-Fi, and essentially the best ways to produce Wi-Fi in your home. So as I said, we're going to be doing a comparison between WAPs, or wireless access points, and now mesh systems, which have come onto the market uh, as of, well, within the past decade, they've become more and more popular. Um, we'll be doing a, a pros, cons, ben, uh, you know, comparison on both of them. And then kind of give you an idea of how they both work, obviously, so that way you can make your own decisions too going forward in the future. Now, both of these work off of the premise that you have a slightly larger home and you need to spread Wi-Fi more throughout it. Um, every home generally starts with a modem, which is a device that takes the signal from your internet service provider or your ISP and turns it into a workable network signal for your local area network or your home network. Um, the modem then transfers data to a router which generally has uh, Wi-Fi built into it as well. The routing table begins to break it down and make it usable for your in-home network. It's kind of like the, uh, the manager of your home network. Uh, whereas the modem would be the CEO because it really handles all the traffic in and out. So the router becomes the, the manager and then your Wi-Fi would be like the supervisor handing out different accessibilities to different devices on the Wi-Fi. And if, now, if you have your home network hardwired, then it really isn't going to compute with you or it's not going to be a big deal. Um, this is mostly focusing on the Wi-Fi aspect. So every home, every home, like I stated, is going to have the modem and then the router and possibly attached a Wi-Fi unit starting with it. So that will be the basis or the beginning point for Wi-Fi in your home is the router Wi-Fi combo. Um, sometimes, like with Comcast, I know it's uh, it's common that their modems also are routers, also are Wi-Fi access points for your home network. So, and I just stated that it's a Wi-Fi access point. It's a Wi-Fi access point that because of its hardwiredness into the modem and its routing functions. Um, so we'll just go right into wireless access points. Wireless access points are directly connected 
to your router or route, you know, whatever device is, is being your router for the network. Sometimes it's the, the modem combo, you know, like with Comcast or CenturyLink, I know does that as well. Other times it's a separate actual router entity uh, device. Sometimes it's firewalls like I put up in some secure homes. Um, it, you know, the, whatever device is doing the routing functions can vary. Uh, but a wireless device, it cre- a device that creates Wi-Fi, a wireless access point, is hardwired via a cable, an actual hardwired cable, to the router. So that's what makes it a wireless access point. Um, basically, it just produces Wi-Fi for the local system. Now, in a, in a comparison, since this is a comparison video, Mesh is slightly different in that instead of being hardwired back to the router, Mesh system is um, kind of a faux hardwire. It's, it uses another Wi-Fi type signal to speak to the router, either from one node to the next node until it gets all the way back to the router, or from one node to the router and another node back to the router. Um, that's a kind of a basic overview of it, but I'm just I'm just beginning on the comparison. So to, to go back to wireless access points, wireless access points are hardwired Wi-Fi creating devices to the network. Now that you have your your base layer for your home network, you have your modem that connects to your router that connects to your wireless access point is generally the first unit in your Wi-Fi setup. Um, that's your base unit. That's the first step of Wi-Fi. Now, it obviously, if you have a bigger home and you need to spread it more throughout and uh, just paying more money for you know a router Wi-Fi combo doesn't help you spread it further than you need. Um, then obviously you need to work your way into either another wireless access point or a mesh system. Um, I will not be discussing Wi-Fi extenders in this video, and uh, I'll tell you why at the very end of the video. Just an, just an FYI to people out there who might be wondering, uh, because Wi-Fi extenders are a thing and they've been around for a while. So. I'll kind of give you a heads up uh, at the very end here why I won't be really discussing those. We're just going to be focusing on WAPs and mesh systems. Back to the main point. Um, So now we want to spread Wi-Fi more throughout the home. And uh, we have two choices, the WAPs or the mesh. The way a wireless access point would work, if your home is capable of it, and most homes are capable of it, there's just different ways on how to do it. Um, and some ways are more effective than others. The most effective way to wire another wireless access point in your home for more spread, you know, more spread out Wi-Fi is hardwiring via a Cat 5E or Cat 6, you know, on up uh, cable connection from the wireless access point back to the unit that is your router. And generally, sometimes, depending on how advanced your network is, you go through a switch because you don't have enough ports in your router device for, you know, all these different things. So a wireless access point, like I said, is always hardwired back to the router. Now, the best way is through um, a data cable, essentially, you know, Cat5e, Cat6. Um, These are 
the network styles of the network cables that we use in the network data world. Um, this is going to be the most effective and efficient uh, connection for your wireless access point back to your router. Another way to do so is also called a power line adapter. And uh, if you have an older home and you don't have um, data cables run throughout and you don't have like a patch panel built in, then what we can do is set up a power line adapter, which essentially uses your electrical grid in your home as a hardwire cable. Now this is slower than using just a regular data cable because it actually has to go through your electrical grid. Now there's other things obviously going through your electrical grid, electricity being the biggest one. Um, so there is a little bit of loss of signal. Um, it's more of like drag rather than like you're going to actually lose data. It's just higher levels of drag in an electrical grid essentially. Uh, another way on top of that is to use cable wires throughout the home. So those coax cable wires, most homes these days have cable wires run throughout them for TV and cable or, you know, dish connections, whatever, whatever kind of uh, TV viewing experience that they were having generally was done over coaxial cable. Now we can do a similar thing through a specialized adapter to send the data signal through the coax cable from one point to another point to hardwire a wireless access point. Again, reiterating that wireless access points are always hardwired and then they produce another section of Wi-Fi. Now, when we set these up, we generally set them up on the same name as your your first Wi-Fi unit back at your router. Um, if it's your modem router uh, Wi-Fi unit combo, it's we set it to be the same name, same password and everything so that way you can kind of roam throughout your house and your devices will just pick up whichever uh, signal is stronger and then obviously adapt to that and use that. Um, that is why wireless access points are so effective is because they're uh, they're very seamless when roaming and they they spread your signal more effectively and are faster because they're hardwired. Having gone through how a wireless access point is set up on your network, now I'll kind of switch gears and go over the mesh system. So mesh systems really came about more in the past decade or so. Um, and the way that they work is essentially similar style to the wireless access point because everything has to compute back to it has to connect back to the router essentially and then obviously the modem and whatnot if you want internet um but the way mesh systems do it is a little bit different and i'll tell you why so a mesh system is based entirely off of wi-fi signal both in what it creates and how it uh, communicates back to the router so again you're going to have your initial wireless access point which is connected to the uh, the modem and router and however that works and however that's set up on your network. This is gonna be a hardwired unit. But then from there on out with mesh systems, they have what are called nodes essentially that get plugged into different areas in the house all within range of the original wireless access point. Now, there are a bunch of different brands out there and you always want your node 
your nodes to be the same brand and same style, same model as your original wireless access point that you used to set the system up. Mesh systems, when you're buying a mesh system, they generally come in packs of like three. So you have your original wireless access point in that pack and then you have two nodes and you can buy more nodes on top of it. But uh, so now going back between the communication of the wireless access point to the nodes. So instead of being hardwired, these nodes communicate to the wireless access point and to each other via a, a Wi-Fi signal. Generally, a, a five gigahertz signal, from what I remember, is uh, is how they communicate back and forth. So instead of being hardwired, they're essentially communicating via Wi-Fi, which is in fact obviously slower than being a hardwired connection. A hardwired connection is pretty instantaneous. A, uh, a Wi-Fi signal just has a tad more drag, especially depending on how many devices you have in your home and the different types of interference that you might encounter. Um, so with a mesh system and its wireless communications or wireless, you know, hardwire essentially, um, you run into your, your main speed issues with a how much interference you might have um, in the home as far as wireless signals and any signal that might be in the wireless band as well as b how far away you place the nodes from the original wireless access point mesh systems work really well in my opinion in homes that are about 2500 square feet or less um, and it too it varies by type of home style how it was built you know type of materials used um, how many floors there are, all these different things. So it's really hard to say, you know, 100%, okay, this square footage would be covered really well by this system um, just because of the variance in homes out there. But for your average home, say, you know, a, a, a single or double story home, about 2,000 to 2,500 square feet is your outer limit, in my personal opinion, for a mesh system um now this is where we're gonna get a lot more into my personal opinions i'm just gonna come out and say it i don't like mesh systems nearly as well as wireless access points uh, we've seen a lot of issues with the interference and it dragging down the speed of the connection between the nodes and each other and the nodes and the wireless access point and especially to the concept of putting a unit out there to extend Wi-Fi when it's kind of on the outer edge of, of a five gigahertz Wi-Fi signal, say, is essentially taking a weak signal and then extending it further. It's still a weak signal. You're just extending it further. Um, so that's where I've seen a lot of issues with the mesh systems. The mesh systems are not, they're not used properly for how they're designed really for a home like that you can't use just three units you have to use about four or five and you have to have the nodes closer together because they're generally using five gigahertz signal five gigahertz is a really fast band it has it has wide bandwidth if you've listened to my other podcast but uh, it has less penetration because it's a higher frequency signal. So 
you need to have the nodes closer to each other and closer to the wireless uh, access point, the original wireless access point, and then you can have nodes further out in the house, you know, number four and number five out there to help expand the signal and make it very seamless. Now, this is their one positive is they are extremely seamless um, because of the software design, the programming design of mesh systems. They work really well if you want to, you know, run around your home essentially with your devices and stay connected every single second of the way. Um, on the counter side of that, though, wireless access points, when set up properly and programmed correctly, are just about as efficient these days. In fact, it's it's really close. Um, the level of seamless roaming that you get between wireless access points and mesh systems. And uh, it is so close that the average layman person would not be able to tell a difference at all, actually. And they would still see a higher efficiency with a wireless access or wireless access point network than they would with a mesh network unless they're purchasing more nodes on top of their original package, which we don't ever see because these packages are generally pretty expensive, you know, in the $400 plus range. So... The mesh concept is there, and mesh systems originated in the commercial industry, but they generally have these systems kind of back to back to back to back, you know, all down the hallways, and they have multiple units. And then really it got marketed for a residential unit, but they didn't do enough um, informing on how to use it properly and how to get the most efficiency out of it. Um, that's just my personal opinion though so when it comes down to it in a comparison i find wireless access point networks way more efficient and just as seamless roaming these days uh within the past year they have done some pretty awesome things with uh wireless access point seamless roaming capabilities and so it's really unless you in you get a, a wireless access points way cheaper than you get mesh systems. That's also another thing to put up there. So the you know the cost for what you get variation is is pretty high actually because you can set up a really effective and really widespread wireless access point network um, for a lot less than you can a really widespread seamless roaming mesh network. But, um, you know, it all kind of depends on what your price profile is and what you're looking for. Um, you also, you know, you run into more issues trying to hardwire the wireless access points, but there's, there's enough ways these days to do it to where you really aren't going to run into issues. Um, anyone with a technical brain in this industry could help you set up a wireless access point throughout your homes. Um, I've done homes as old as, you know, built in the early 1900s and, you know, even with crappy electrical grids and no coax cables, we've still been able to set up successful wireless access point networks. So it's very doable and it's very cost effective for the type of system it is. If you're going to go the mesh system route, it's, you know, it's super effective too. You just have to know you're probably going to end up having to buy extra nodes because a three packer for, you know, even on that, that 2000, the 2,500 square footer uh, region is going to be tight 
and you need those nodes to be closer to each other so they can have a really strong sync signal between them and be able to send the data back from, you know, at the edge of your home, you're on your phone and trying to look up YouTube videos. It's got to be a tight signal sync between all the nodes to make it back all the way to the modem. So, you know, it, it could be node, node, wireless access point, router, modem. It's, it's, they have to be close, essentially, is what I'm trying to get at. So you're probably going to have to buy a couple extra of them. If you're in the big home region, like you're looking at 5,000 square feet plus, um, or obviously, you know, much bigger than that, your best bet is going to be a wireless access point network because you're going to spend so much money on all the extra nodes for a mesh system that you could have done an awesome wireless access point network system for probably a third of the cost. Uh, again, this is just personal opinion. I'm not going to be throwing up, you know, this is a podcast, so I'm not going to be throwing up uh, data sheets and all that because people listening on the Spotify side are not even going to be able to see them anyways. Um, but yeah, so this is that's kind of my basic layout for the uh, the mesh wireless access point um, comparison. Um, when it comes down to it, in my IT consulting business, I have replaced, just in the past three weeks, I've replaced 15 mesh systems with wireless access point systems, and I've probably halved their cost generally. If, if their systems have been returnable, I've saved them about 50% um, because they're so much more effective and the ways that we can wire these things up around homes nowadays are, are you know, so incredible that you really don't need the wireless capabilities of a mesh network. If you have that impossible home where there's just no way you can hardwire through all the various means, then yeah, you might have to uh, suffer and get the mesh system. Um, but just know that you're probably going to have to get multiple units because that original three-packer is just not going to cut it if you want good bandwidth and good signal speed out to where, you know, the, the links of your home. As I mentioned earlier, I will now bring up Wi-Fi extenders because this is about the end of the video. Um, the reason I didn't bring them up at all in the video is because Wi-Fi extenders fucking suck. Yeah. Wi-Fi extenders take the original concept of mesh and just remove all of the syncing capabilities and all the advanced features of having a node system. So essentially you're taking a weak signal and you're amplifying it out in a new Wi-Fi signal. So you're creating a new shitty Wi-Fi signal. So yeah, Wi-Fi extenders are essentially useless at that point call a professional um and have them come out and wire you up another wireless access point if you have wi-fi issues and you're considering a wi-fi extender yeah i know wi-fi extenders are really cheap they're like 45 bucks um there are some expensive ones out there and it's mostly marketing at that point still don't use them they're horrible you will not be happy with how they work I have replaced pretty much every Wi-Fi extender I've ever run into. 100% um, guaranteed I have not left one behind because they're horrible. So that's the end of that. Generally, I don't like to market during these videos because I hate marketing. 
and uh, I hate listening to marketing on videos. So, but in the off chance that there is somebody in the Minnesota area or even the you know way western Hudson, you know Wisconsin region that is having networking issues or computer issues, you know, residential or commercial, and they can't seem to find somebody that can do the things that I'm talking about, you can contact me either through the thoughtgoblin.com website or um, through my actual business website. It's a vs19.org, www.v as in Victor, S as in Sierra, 19.org. That is my company, Virtue Systems 19, um, and I travel all around the state of Minnesota and even into parts of Wisconsin. So this is probably one of the few times that I will ever mention my actual company name on here, but if, if you are having issues and you can't seem to find somebody in your area um, who is you know competent in this, feel free to give me a call. I will help you out hands down, no problem. I'm happy to help anyone. As always, thanks again for listening to my Thought Goblin podcast video. I hope you enjoyed it. Feel free to hit the subscribe button on whatever platform you're listening to and also share with your family and friends. Uh, my next interview will be with Bo Dabazinski of the Defensive Mindset Training Company. Uh, he's an expert in firearms training and techniques, and we will be discussing firearms in the use of home defense. So stay tuned for that. That's going to be an awesome discussion. He's a world-renowned leader in firearms training, and I'm so happy to be having him on here. So it should be some good stuff. Thanks again. I hope you have a wonderful week. Thank you.